It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. With the mother shows, this the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode 98, season four. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, that's Dylan Savage. Dylan, it's been a while since you've been on, so if you could help the good folks at home by helping them spell out DILF, uh, it'd be much appreciated. All right, that's going to be D-Y-L-F. Ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be back uh, with you here on TSP. The locomotive for Season 4 is leaving the station. After months of rest... Um, and just not really rest, let's be honest. I've been busy like a fucking mule these past couple months moving back uh, to Ohio, as most of you know if you've been tuning in uh, through season three, which was phenomenal season, record-breaking. Um, milestones were met, and we have milestones for season four. But we'll get all into that for the season four premiere of TSP. Um, this is going to be a good episode to start off. We're going to recap... Uh, uh, basically, the times that has been missed with you, the listeners. Uh, we're going to get into an email that uh, scared the shit out of me uh, related to the podcast. Um, and uh, kind of the, I guess, paving the way of what season four is going to be, uh, what to expect, uh, so forth. Uh, Bobby, glad to be back, brother. 100%, man. It's been, um, been about three months, which is crazy. It went by pretty quick. And um, people have been clamoring for some TSP season four, and I felt it was it was time to do it. You know why not on uh, on my on my birthday weekend? I uh, turned the big three two on Tuesday, so you know it's uh it's good to be back, like you said. And yeah, I want to get in a lot of shit because uh, you know those those twelve weeks. Um, came with quite a quite a few things, more so uh, for you, and um, and and our Cleveland Browns. I definitely want to touch into that. But before we dive in, like you said, we do have uh, some minor changes coming season four. Um, it was kind of it kind of came from from my 
um, POV. Uh, but I decided that I thought we can uh, drop to uh, one episode a week. We're going to be dropping on Mondays, and then we'll have um, guests every other week. So we'll keep the guests coming in there. Um, I know a lot of people enjoyed uh, the guests we had in Season 3. I'm still I'm still getting people messaging me about uh, the episode with Jennifer LaPlante. Uh, that was a really fun one and just uh, some really interesting stories. And I'm excited to bring some more people on, new people, and of course, you know, we're gonna bring some of the uh, the cast of characters from from seasons past. You know, we'll definitely be getting on Schmees. Uh, we'll definitely gotta get uh, Joe the Greek on, of course. He's gonna have to join us for a few. And uh, Sav, you know, Sav, we always you hear him at the beginning of the show, and he's always got shit cooking up. So when he's ready to uh, get ready to drop something, um, we're gonna bring him on, absolutely. But um. I just figure, um, and maybe we'll change it back. Who knows? We, we've kind of, every other season, kind of switched things up a little bit. But I figure. We write it in pencil. We write it in pencil. Over exactly. So I, I figure uh, with us, because we record on Fridays, and, and um, you guys know that by now. And, uh, you know, we do try to uh, get some family time in there. And, and obviously, f- um, at the same time, I guess, we, we have had three months all, all away, so I guess we could have fit it all in there. But at the same time, you know, Dylan was moving around and, and uh, you know, I was doing what I do. So for now, yeah, it'll be Monday releases. Um, Dylan was saying that uh, it should most likely be, you know, midnight releases. So when you get up, uh, you know, for your Monday commute, you should have that new episode of TSP right there locked and loaded. Uh, for the Monday ride to work or, you know, to listen to when, uh, that, yeah, that as well. So, um, that's kind of just the new update there. Um, like Dylan said, it's it's not necessarily set in stone could change going forth. If we hear a bunch of, you know, clamoring and and people saying, Hey, you know, we want the two a week. Um, you know, we can look into that, but, uh, I figure one episode a week, we can kind of have a little bit more flexibility on time. You know, if if we want to, you know, we got some topics that week that we want to get into, like, you know, a deep dive, uh, we can do that rather than have to worry about fitting into a 50 minute um, uh, space there. So that's just kind of the uh, the update on that. Yeah. And uh, you can always let us know as well. Let the guys of TSP know. And that's at Talking Shop Pod. If you're not already a follower Go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Talking Shop Pod. Uh, give us feedback, uh, retweet the content. It always helps, and it's free to do. Um, it's just a click away to help and support. Um, if you want to do more and dip into the wallets and pockets and purses and so forth, it's much appreciated, um, and and that that goes a long way as well as the longevity of the podcast quality, so forth. Um, and you can do that uh, using the link that gets posted um, on the social programs. With each episode release, um, it takes us right to the anchor. We use anchor for our distribution of the podcast ep- episodes, and they've been a phenomenal partner uh, for TSP. And they uh, actually have like a whole little, uh, I guess, homepage or like a podcast page, um, if you if you will. And you can donate, uh, become a subscriber, monthly subscriber, donate uh, between like like it's like five, ten, twenty bucks, something like that. Um, Take it away, Bob. Yeah, and and to be quite honest, we, we got into it a little bit towards the end of the season, but some of the biggest ways you can support us cost zero dollars. Exactly. Not a penny. Hitting likes, hitting shares, you know, getting people to uh, follow these pages, getting the, getting the word out. Doesn't cost you a thing. Does not cost you a thing. Share a post on a story. 
and we got quite a few people that do that and and uh, we love that and that that to me and i i'm sure dylan's on the same page that to me means more than somebody you know throwing five bucks at us per month um you know both are are extremely appreciated and uh you know pretty humbling you know because considering uh you know we're just we're just a small uh you know outfit but yeah when when you see some, some people sharing your stuff liking it leaving comments um that stuff uh means absolute world so Hopefully in season four, we can keep, you know, keep that going and hopefully uh, add some more people to the fold here. Uh, I'm very excited about that. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a little over eight and a half thousand listens on our Talking Shop podcast platform. Let's get to 10K. Let's get to 10K by the end of this uh, season. Okay, we've got some gigantic, gigantic milestones coming. We're, we're two episodes away from 100 episodes, which is just fucking nutty. Um, we're We're what four i think four-ish months probably not even um until we hit two years doing this which is crazy that's gone by super fucking quick and then yeah like dylan just said we are just we are super fucking close to ten thousand streams which is incredible that's that's just you know that's not something uh you thought you thought would would be possible starting out doing this man but um as always I'm, i'm super proud of what we do um and I'll, I'll save a lot of it because, like, the, the 100 episodes when, you know, we'll, we'll really get into some shit. But super proud and, and uh, very excited to uh, to keep this shit going. Yeah, and like Bobby always said before, it's like we never got into the game of podcasting to become famous and become, like, the next, uh, like, Jim Rome or anything like that. But um, it's more so just, like, you know, we like, uh, you know, convert conversating about, like, sports and uh, just bullshitting, talking shop, and why not, you know, record it. Uh, it's fun to look back on uh, years from now. I'm sure to be either shaking head moments at what you said or uh, laughing about what you said in the moments, and, and, and getting to know people that you don't know. Like I've got to know plenty of uh, great people on Bobby's end of things. Bobby got to meet some of my friends, um, and it's just great to share those experiences and uh, have those stories to share as well. For uh, not just between us three or, or four, whoever's on, but between everyone who's listening and tuning in um, each and every week. So we thank you all, the listeners. Uh, but enough of all that. Let's get into the episode of Talking Shop. Um, let's talk about, Bobby, what got us here or what got me here uh, for that, that matter. I mean, you know the story already. I moved here from uh, Florida. I'm back in Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, I'm, I lived in Florida. Uh, my amazing fiance, she's in the active duty military. Um, and she got stationed down in Florida, moved down there from Ohio to Florida, stayed down there for three years, raised two beautiful girls, still raising them. Um, oldest being about to be turning three here in, uh, June. And then I have a just turned one year old, um, Amelia and, uh, moved back here to, uh, Ohio from Florida. And the way we did that was, uh, through the company called Penske. And I know a lot of people are probably either a shaking their heads cause they've had issues with Penske, uh, before. Uh, oh, and they're just a diehard U-Haul user. Uh, that's the other option. Usually, those are the two powerhouses um, in the the moving, the do-it-yourself moving company. Um, so I went with Penske because you don't pay mileage; it's just a flat rate there. And I got the diesel truck. It's like the first grade, twenty-two foot box truck, and takes diesel, def fuel, all the all the the whole nine yards. And when I got the truck, I never. This is the biggest truck. Keep in mind, this is the biggest truck I ever drove in my entire life. And plus, on top of that, I'm pulling a full-size trailer for my Hyundai, 2016 Hyundai, um, pulling that bad girl 
across the country. Basically, got the truck. Everything checked out. He's supposed to do the inspection. Checks out. We're going. And then we pack it all up. My good buddy, Ian. He's been on the episode before. Shout out to him. Bless his heart. Um, because that, he had to endure this all with me. And stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to make a short story long for you. Um, but he, he flew down. I flew him down here from Ohio down to Florida so he could help me move. Got a one-way ticket. Drove back up with me in the Penske. Um and he helped me out, and, and I'm much appreciated for that. Um, and we got it all loaded, and it's about to be the day that we're moving now, okay? Jen gets this call from uh, her higher-ups, and apparently there's some confusion with the paperwork. She is being told that she cannot leave Florida. And I'm, take, I'm saying we are hours away from fucking leaving. She's being told, you can't leave. If you leave, it would be considered, uh, I forgot the the military term, but any of you guys that, or ladies are out there that serve, uh, previously served, there's a certain term, um, I think it's like AWOL or something like that. I don't know. But basically if you leave and you're not supposed to, you're considered a certain term, but it's bad. And they can like basically go hunt you down and bring you back to base. We didn't want that situation. So, um, we're being, we're being told all this. And then it's like, literally like we're supposed to leave at 9 PM central time. It's like eight 30. She's being told she can't leave. It gets past be like nine o'clock. We're not leaving at nine o'clock. No way. And then nine thirty. Apparently, there's this whole confusion. I mean, we're both like in tears because we're just like so stressed out to the max. Never like, I'm so sorry that Ian had to see me in that state in my life. That's probably the lowest I've ever felt. Literally felt rock bottom um, because everything that we packed, we packed up the house. We have nowhere to go. We we can't do anything. And being told we can't leave now. Long story short, she turns into and she can leave now because someone else uh, confused her paperwork. So thank God we can leave. Hold on. There's a hurdle number two coming. Trailer lights don't work on the Penske truck. Now, Penske, what the hell is going on here? Because trailer lights are supposed to work. It worked during the inspection um, or didn't, I guess, work in the inspection because it was daytime when I got the truck and he didn't check it, I guess. Uh, But he said everything was supposed to work and that's their job to do it before you leave with the truck. Now, Trailer lights didn't work. I look under the truck and the connector for the trailer to the truck to connect it so the lights and signals can work um, was completely ripped off the trailer. Like literally just wires, cut wires, just like hanging there. Had to call 24-7 Penske Roadside Assistance. It took them two hours to get to my house. So we're not even wheels rolling yet for this move trip. And it's already rolling around 11 p.m. Central time, that is. So we're already two hours behind schedule and took him... Uh, basically five minutes to fix that. So thank God get rolling down the road about 1130, 12 midnight, something like that. And, uh, we're rolling cruising two hours. We're in Alabama. And then all of a sudden, if any of you people, um, Bobby, like yourself, um, I'm sure, I'm not sure if you rode, drove any of your, of your uh, trucks with very low to no def fuel. But when that happens, um, your truck basically has no power. Uh, I'm going up a slightest of inclines in Alabama, and I'm saying full RPMs, and I'm fucking pedal to the metal, not knowing what the fuck's going on, and it's only going like 35 miles and dropping, and I'm going 35 miles in a 70-mile-per-hour fucking highway, and I have my hazard lights on, get off the next exit somewhere in the fucking shit nowhere of Alabama, and I think it was like Prattsville, Maybe not. I guess completely wrong. Who knows? But anyways, pull off into the gas station and I look and 
just get gas. That's basically, I, I didn't know what's going on yet. I thought something was up with the truck. Like, oh, great. It's a shitty truck from Fenske. My luck. Just had to deal with it for 12 hours. But I fill up with diesel, got gas, um, started to start the truck, and then my fucking check engine light's going off. It's buzzing. It's beeping everywhere. Um, shit's hitting the fan. But this whole time, my def gauge says it's about a quarter tank filled. Now, I didn't say this in the beginning, but the inspector in the beginning who gave the keys to me to the truck in the, at the Penske uh, pickup place said that, uh, yeah, you got a quarter tank of TEF fuel there. You might be able to get to your destination, Ohio, but you might have to fill up there or fill up uh, somewhere in between. Uh, but just keep an eye on it. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And they reimburse you for all the TEF fuel that you buy, whatever. I try to start. The truck's not starting. Um, just buzzing, beeping going on. I'm spending hours trying to get in contact with 24 roadside assistants. They're trying to walk me through all this stuff, trying to get this. I try to fill it up with deaf fuel, fill it up with like three gallons of deaf fuel, nothing happening. Car won't start. Then they bring a 24 seven uh, guy out to look at the truck. Took another two hours, by the way. So I'm just sitting at this gas station for two, three hours while they're checking out the truck with a computer, yada, yada, yada. Fuel deaf tank is fried. I completely burned out. He says, sorry, can't work on it here. Have to take it to the shop. And if we have the part, we can get you rolling in about 8 to 12 hours. And I'm like, 8 to 12 hours? Where the hell am I going to sleep? Like, yeah, we can get you in a hotel and shit. And like, absolutely not. Not getting in a fucking hotel. We need to get this problem solved. Can I get a different truck? Swap it out. Just take this piece of shit. Get it out of my fucking sight. And we'll just swap it out. Next nearest 22-foot truck is in fucking Atlanta, Georgia. That's like five to six hours away from the hell I was. So that wasn't going to be a fucking option. So I basically was like, hey, give me a 16-foot truck and I'll gamble, okay? I'm going to gamble here. Give me a 16-foot truck and we we can do this. 16-foot truck, no problem. Got here in two hours, whatever. Basically going on after that, you think it's all over, but it's not. We have to take all the shit out from the 22-foot truck into the 16-foot truck. And I'm saying you couldn't fit a fucking roll of toilet paper in there if you were trying to after that bitch was packed. I'm saying it was packed, bro. And with that, it was pouring through the whole time. So, like, all my shit got fucking wet. Thank God nothing crazy got damaged. Um, Nothing significant, at least, got damaged. Um, A couple picture frames, unfortunately, broke and... Pictures are okay, though. Pictures are okay. But uh, other than that, we finally got into that 16-foot truck. And ever since we got in that 16-foot truck, it was pretty smooth sailing all the way through. We didn't get into Ohio until about 3 in the morning. Um, Drove to Troy. That's where we uh, live now, Troy, Ohio. Beautiful little suburb. Um, And after that, it wasn't over. The Penske nightmare was over. But because of Penske, we missed our deadline for the signing, the sign-off for our new house, the closing, that is. And because of that, the utilities got all shut off or all the, like, whatever. Uh, they had appointments for those utilities to get shut on um, or turned on. And so we had to wait another, like, two, three weeks. I, was, I had to stay, stay with my mom um, two, three weeks, and uh, water eventually came on. The gas finally got turned on. But after the gas got turned on, since we have a gas furnace, the furnace wasn't working. Turns out, I know how to change a thermocouple now on a furnace, so that's great. But other than that, um, yeah, it was it was fucking hilly, man. It was a hilly ride. Uh, Penske 
at the end of the day, gave me a full reimbursement um, of the truck. Uh, nearly a thousand dollars for that fucking trip, dude. And it was an absolute nightmare. Thanks again, Ian. I know uh, you're tuning into this episode. At least I hope you are. Uh, big shout outs to you, brother. I love you. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through all that with me. Um, it was an absolute nightmare. But for me, the luck kind of turned around. And uh, we can get into that later in season four through season four. But um, yeah, the luck kind of turned around and um, maybe possibly shattered the Dylan effect altogether. So what did it take? Because, I mean, they were throwing these little fucking shit offers at you. What, what did it take for them to finally come through with the, the 100% reimbursement? <clears throat> yeah, so I contacted, I don't know who I contacted before. I think it was the drop-off location. I mean, I, mean, I ex- specifically said it's not your fault. I know it's not your fault. It's just the company you work for, or more so the people that picked I picked it up from. And uh, they said they can only give me like a measly 25% back. Like, that's all I can give you, 25%. And I'm like, that is laughable. And she didn't know how to respond to that. And I'm like, I I know it's not your fault. And I'm not directing any of this attitude or whatever. I was like, I'm, I was pissed, but I'm not directing anything like towards you. And I hope you understand that. But it's like, this is, that that's a very laughable offer. I need to speak with someone that I can like actually get a reasonable discount. And at that point in time, I, I understood I probably wasn't going to get 100%, but I was basically trying to get 100%. Um, I took it all the way up to basically corporate level, um, email and, uh, voice call. Um, and yeah, I, I basically, I was like, Hey, I definitely need a hundred percent off. Like, and I, I took it to like the point where I could get like lawyers involved basically because of like missing closing time. Like, and it's not just affecting my move. You know, it's like, it's not just like, Oh yeah, it's a bad experience. I'm so sorry about the inconvenience. It's not basically inconvenience. I mean, this altered like big plans, like milestone, mega life plans, like closing on your first fucking home, missing that signing. Like luckily uh, the realtor was able to like finagle some timing and meet at a location. Oh yeah. And I missed this part completely in the story, but my mom, she flew down as well to help uh, ride with Jen and the girls um, in their car when they were supposed to be driving behind us this whole time. But when we got stopped at the gas station, we were figuring out, yeah, we're fucked. We're going to, me and Ian stayed there at the gas station for probably eight to eight to 10 hours um, all together when all said and done. Uh, but knowing that we were going to be there that long, they, the girls ended up taking off so they can at least get closing done. So it was literally just me and Ian on the road from Alabama all the way to Ohio. So that was a good, cool experience at least once it was working. Eight to 10, man. So what, like, I mean, obviously you're probably scrambling around trying to figure out what the fuck to do next, but I mean, what, what were you guys doing for that amount of time? Yeah, I was you, mainly, I was finagling because like the way we had the car packed and the way I had to pack the car um, or the truck, sorry, uh, was actually putting things in the car that was on the trailer. So like we had boxes in the car that was on the trailer um, and then had to like squeeze every square inch that we could in that car and then whatever didn't fit in the car, then we moved it and basically tetris it all the way through the fucking truck. It was, it was I wish I had Ian on here to just kind of explain more. Um, but I was up, I was up for, I believe I was almost, if not 40, it was very close to 40 hours straight. Now, were you, were you just slamming energy drinks or what, what was your beverage of choice on any long trip travels? Yeah. 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 Uh, any long trip travels, I usually go with a combination of Red Bull and five hours, but I actually didn't touch any five hours 
Um, I, I, sh- I just stuck with uh, two Red Bulls and water. Wow. 40 hours is a long, I mean, that's, you're basically up two days. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And it felt like it. It absolutely felt like it, man. It, it was brutal. And I mean, dude, we, we got McDonald's, um, at right after, like before, right before I dropped Ian off back at his crib. And that was the fucking best McDouble ever ate in my entire life. Cause I didn't have like real food for like 40, almost 40 hours. Like I was like snacking on fucking, you know, like your roadside, like road trip snacks basically, um, the entire time. And I don't know. I didn't have much of an appetite, but anyways, just driving. Uh, and yeah, it was like, I, I got to my mom's and I went in the lazy boy, kicked it back, eat, ate my cheeseburgers. And I shit you not. I passed out in a position where the wrapper of my McDouble was still on my chest when I woke up, like wide open. Yeah, I, I can imagine, man. That's that's a long fucking time. I mean, I, I you know, some days I will be up for 12 hours, 15 hours, and I will pass out like that. So I, 40 hours, especially in a high-stress, anxiety-ridden fucking scenario, I don't I don't know. I don't know what that'd be like for me. I probably wouldn't have survived. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, man. Like, like I was telling you earlier, actually. Just you know, I'm working mornings now, um, and being up at like four thirty every day, or like roughly four thirty in the morning every day on the weekdays. Um, I'm fucking beat by like five in the morning or five p.m. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome to the uh, the club. That's that's been my life for. I do like many for years shift. now. The, the world, well, fuck is, yeah. The world is built on first shift time. Like no, nothing against like the second shift, third shift. Like get your bread when you can get it. But I'm saying like everything as far as primetime television is like basically built on after dinner time. But it's like dinner time and like basically your diet. Everyone's like universal diet. The whole breakfast, lunch, and dinner is built around your nine to five work shift. Like your breakfast times between like seven, eight before you go to work at nine. Then you have your lunch time usually halfway through your shift, which is twelve, and then you have dinner at six, basically an hour after you got off. Six between six and seven, depending. So everything, everything I mean, everything's built around that. Either stock market. And we'll get into that. It's season. nice. It's nice. You know, some people. You know they uh, they would prefer second shift. So a lot of you know I know a lot of people that enjoy third shift. Why know, people, that's a different? I, mean, I uh, guess everyone has the rhyme and reason. But I'm saying, why would why would you like that? I'm saying, as far as second shift sucks. As one who has worked second shift for this is the first time I've been on first shift since probably 20, uh, 2016. 2016. So I'm I'm fucking. I guess I'm just beat like a dead horse on the whole second shift. My second shift was one to nine. Um, at my last couple years at XPO, and then my entirety basically almost until I mean, basically most of my entirety at uh, Planet Fitness when I was in Florida for those three years. And I fucking hate it, dude. You wake up, and then say you like wake up at a like a decent time, like eight eight a.m. We'll say 8 a.m. Wake up, get your bearings straight, eat breakfast. Next thing you know, it's 10. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to start getting ready for work here in about two hours. And then that's like basically planted in your mind the entire time for the rest of your like three hours of freedom. 
um, and you're just dwelling on your work shift, you get clocked in at one goodbye day because by the time you get off at nine, basically everyone else that works around that morning shift is already going to bed, if not already in bed. So basically your weekdays are shot until Friday. And then thank God it's Friday because when you get off, your homies are going to be there because they don't have to work the next day. But oh no, they're tired because they actually had to wake up at six in the morning that Friday. So they're not going to be doing anything Friday night. You know, it's just, it's a whirlwind of disaster. But hey, to each day. No, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was, it was nice. It was a nice thing to work when I was 19, 20 years old. You yeah, know, single, when, when you're actually doing, going out, you're staying up till fucking four or five in the morning and then you get to sleep in till 11 o'clock noon and then don't got to be to work till two thirty like that back then. That's cool. I was, I was living that back in the Meyer days. I was living that, uh, often. Um, and it took a, a while, probably, I think it's probably like 21, 22 when I, I got switched to, to opener and, um, it took a while to get used to it. And that was waking up at fucking shit. 7.30, man, which that's what time I wake up on the weekends. That's sleeping in for you, boy, now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just crazy. Um, I feel you, though. No, now, now that uh, you know, I'm in, in my later, well, I should say later years, but, uh, you know, I'm a family man and, and, and whatnot and, and got, you know, kids and, and, and shit um, to, to, to do. It's nice being able to get off, um, <clears throat> you know, before five o'clock. In and d- during this time, you know, I'm getting off at like one or two in the cl- in in the afternoon, which is really nice. But come summertime, it'll be like five, six o'clock, thirteen hour shifts. But um, speaking of man, that's the thing we were talking about. You know, you had a, a hellacious nightmare of a move back to Ohio, but ever since, it seems like you left the Dylan effect. Back in Florida because you know you get you get a job you dust off your vest the goat decides to make his return after four years you kind of pulled a LeBron you left went down to Florida for four years and then you came back and uh, came back to Ohio and you're trying to trying to bring a ship and um, you get hired in part time and then boom you tell me what well how long did it take you to get full time a couple weeks. Well, I mean, they were kind of prodding me on my availability or, I guess, uh, my interest of full-time during uh, the first day, during like training and all that shit. So, uh, with that, I mean, they, they, I mean, you can just kind of sense the success I have on a forklift, you know? You can kind of vibe that when, you, when you're around me. It's like, this guy is a forklift man. And... I, you're goddamn right. I dusted off my goat 1.0s. I still got them rocking. I need to get some goat 2.0s uh, here soon, but them fuckers are expensive. I'm trying to get these nice caterpillars um, at Meyer. I saw 170 bucks for work boots, man. The goat, I, I mean, though, I, I, and that makes me want to. Uh, and I, I just, it just, I just thought about it just now. I don't know if I don't even know if he'd really even answer, but I kind of want to call up um, our old pal Darrell, who would always debate you. Uh, on your goat status, and I, I want to see what came uh, around, man. I think me me hanging the vest in the rafters. I hung my, I signed the vest XPO gave me. I signed it, and then I hung it up in the goddamn rafters, and I left on my last day. That goat, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. I couldn't believe that you actually did that. I told you to do that. Didn't think you would, and you absolutely did. Because what would you have to lose, you know? Yeah, I, I Let's mean, see, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a random shot. I've never have actually even called this guy before. But I'm going to see. <laughs> he he, he probably won't even answer. Let's see. He's very active, though, on we've the... Talked, on I mean, the we've talked over the years, page. but let's see, if, see what happens. Hello? Darrell. What's up? This is Bobby and Dylan from the Talking Shop podcast. We're, we're live on the air right now, um, discussing D- Dylan's goat status as far as being a dock worker, and uh, as somebody that at one point was probably his, his rival in the game. We were, we were wondering if you would finally, um, you know, turn a new leaf and are ready to finally admit that Dylan is indeed the uh, the dock work goat. Never. You 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 believe that you take the cake still. Oh, I know I do. Oh, pl- <clears throat> if only because you won't be able to hear Dylan here. But I want to. I want to. I'm going to relay what he's saying here. Dylan, I mean, you hear what he's saying. You guys can't talk to each other. But I mean, what do you got to say here? Who who was who always averages more motor moves? Is, is the question? Oh, he he, he, he absolutely knows. Motor moves? We're not going by motor moves. We're not, not I mean, only. Motor I mean, that's a big. That's a big. Uh, that's a big st- statistic. We can go by argument. dock efficiency percentage i think we should go by uh trader utilization let's see now dylan said uh what'd you say dock efficiency percentage he said dock efficiency percentage is what you guys should go by bobby you know what it was see see while i was fucking tearing it up over on on, on the south side of the dock he was over there bitching with larry is that a real you know factor i don't think so He's just basically saying, you know, while you you did some things, he was kind of, you know, running circles around you. Running circles. And I only got to watch, you know, very, very, very small amount of time. But, you know, Dylan used to, you know, do some things, dude. Some real things. Does he remember me hanging my my vest in the rafter? He does, yeah. We were talking about, do you remember (laughs) his very last day? Um, do you remember when he hung up his, his vest on the wall before he left? Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was a great moment in time. Absolutely. It was all right. I mean, that's uh, he. That's like getting your jersey hung up, man, in the rafters, basically. Where's your vest at? You know, your vest probably was just thrown in the trash or by the wayside. We don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't wear a vest. I wasn't that type of guy. So you're but just, you're just, just about a better game than you, Bobby. I gotta say that. What's that? No one had a better league than you. Yeah, that's a hundred percent fact. Uh, you know, while I have always felt bad that I made Joe, my boy Joe, look bad, um, that's the only place I've ever left a, 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 or quit in that styling before. Yeah, that was tremendous. <laughs> just walked off. I didn't even. I didn't even walk out of the door. I crawled down the dock. I believe. <laughs> you yeah, used this left your shit there. Yeah, I left my ID <laughs> on the seat and everything. You know, you know that's got to be the. That's got to be a holy grail. Just leaving. 
Well, Darrell, I don't, I don't want to. It's Friday, and I don't want to keep you for too long. I, I do. Um, I just while we were talking about this, I was like, maybe I'll, I'll see if he answers, and we'll ask. But you are, you still feel as though that you're, you're number one in Dylan's too. Then is that that's what you told me? Equals hey, okay, but okay. So what about are you goat. guys? Would you guys say that you're plural goats? Yeah, why not? Okay, hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's not bad. XTO had the dream team. I was, I was that's like that. Michael Jordan. He's all about it. He's he's saying that uh, you know you guys are like Michael Jordan and uh, we're gonna say Larry Bird. <laughs> but that but if you're calling who's Michael Jordan then? Because Michael Jordan's better than Larry Bird. It can be Michael Jordan and LeBron James. It's, it's a toss-up on who's the GOAT. There you go. It is. Okay. It is my opinion, I guess. But most most people are going to say Michael Jordan. But who knows? Every aspect of the game, is he better? Yeah. Um, come on. We'd love to get you on the show one time, man. What do you think about that? Would you like to come on Talk Shop podcast sometime? Why not? I've got plenty of time. There we go. And, you know, we can share some more stories. You might, you guys might be able to have a – Legitimate debate on who is GOAT. Maybe throw some actual stats out. I know you guys got them. My what? Okay, because Dylan's back. Dylan's back um, in the Dayton area. He's back on the dock. Made his return. You know, wearing the 4-5 like Jordan. And he said his very first week, he led the entire uh, building in dock efficiency. He wanted me to make sure you know that. Coming out of retirement. Coming out of retirement. Yeah, he, he retired for four years, came back, and he's still, you know, putting up double doubles and shit. We said he was like LeBron. He left Ohio, went down to Florida for four years, and came back, and he's, <laughs> he's about to take him to the finals. Oh my god! <laughs> but in all in all sincerity, uh, I do I well, do miss I miss you, Darrell. We got We got to hang out and go to some place that would. Uh, um, Dylan says he misses you, and um. You know, he's he, like you said, he's back in Ohio. He's about 90 minutes away. So we're definitely going to get you on the show so we can get on here and, and catch up and talk some shit. But uh, I just I figured I'd call you up out of the blue and uh, let you know that, you know, the, the goat is back. He's back doing the thing. And we wanted to get your thoughts real quick, man. But uh, it was good. It was good to hear your voice, man. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you some more in the future. All right, for sure. All right, man. You have a good night. You too. See it. Good that old Terrell. Not many people are going to know um, know who that is. Probably only a couple of our listeners, really, that uh, you know worked over there in XPO. And um, he's a good dude. He likes to talk a lot of shit. Me and him used to talk a lot of shit to each other. But uh, he's, he's he's a good cat. I like that dude. I do have so. a video still. Um, I do have a video of you still uh, fighting each other inside of one of the trailers. Yeah, one of the one of the worst, and this is probably one of the blow ups that led me to quitting the way I did. But I remember he had took because they only had the one the one um, forklift with long forks. I had it, and then he said he had to borrow it. And I'm standing there for like fucking ten minutes, dude. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck's going on? And he's like. I don't know. He said some dumbass shit. So I took his actual forklift, the one that he always rides, and then he got all pissed off and then followed me into a trailer and then parked the long forks behind the one I'm on. So I'm stuck in there. So I was like, <laughs> all right, fuck it. I'll sit here all night. He's like, I'm not going to do it until you, you trade trade me forklifts. I'm like, dude, fuck off. 
So he went and got that douchebag Dane who came in the trailer and, of course, only bitched at me. Didn't do shit about, uh, you know, what was going on with what Darrell was doing. And I remember I blew a fucking gasket and yell. I got in his face and yelled at him shit. And I was like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of this place. And I kind of <laughs> I did everything I expected. I actually did still put in a two weeks notice, uh, you know, with the head guy there. But I think like two days in, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to make two weeks. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that shit sucked. And that um, goes with what we, we told that, that fucking one nine thirty shift. Me being the bottom bitch, that was more like one to ten thirty for me. That shit yeah, sucked. Yeah, that place that yeah, that place and uh yeah. It's more so because it was just like the FOS was just a revolving door, so like you were just getting newbies it's in just, there. And it was like the dirtiest fucking place in the world. All that soot that we were probably breathing in. Oh my god, man. Our lungs probably got demolished. <laughs> and then like it's just the way that the dock how it sits up and shit once it's like this time i couldn't imagine what i was like you know right now you guys are getting it's fucking cold annihilated out there yeah i bet because i used to get super bundled up and it was still so fucking cold man yeah i saw your Terrible. your snap when you were uh, all bundled up in your warm truck <laughs> and i was like well dude once you step on especially in bg it's like they call fucking Chicago the Windy City. Fuck that, dude. Bowling Green is the goddamn Windy City. It's always fucking gusty as fuck. Open plains. And yeah, if it's like eight degrees out outside, it's it's negative ten. Uh, you know, out there, and you know, I I do when we do compact shit. I you know I'm out there for a decent amount of time, but yeah, still, I am very <laughs> very happy that once that's over with, I can get into my fucking climate controlled truck and roll off. That was good though. That was fun to talk to Jarrell there. I haven't uh, spoken to him in a minute. Um, I I just probably, I, I thought I thought about doing it once we were talking about XPL shit. I'm, I I didn't think he was going to answer that. That bitch rang for a while, but I'm glad he did. He's probably yeah, confused I'm as fuck. It was probably better for us more so to communicate. I mean, I, unfortunately, he couldn't hear us. We have to fucking figure that out. There has to be a YouTube video out there, or maybe someone that's listening um, can shoot me a message on how to like get like phone calls to work so we're, we can both we're both remote we're not at the same uh control center or studio whatever you want to call it um so i want to try to, if there's like software out there or do i have to buy something to where i can get phone calls where i can we can both hear it from remote locations and we can both communicate they can it's definitely possible both. i think it's like a mixer or something i don't i don't know i was trying to look for it too because yeah it sucked because that conversation would have been you know 10 times better if you guys could have both heard each other rather than me relaying messages back and forth. That that does suck ass, but yeah, I want to say it's like I a mixer of some sort that, that you got to get plugged in. Broadcaster, we'll, we'll Pro. figure that out though. I definitely want to try to get something set up like that this season because I'm um, doing shit like that. Yeah, that was out of the blue, hundred percent out of the blue. I I I haven't talked to Darrell and shit other than like a couple random Snapchats. Yeah, I haven't talked to that dude in years, so. Um, that was very, uh, very out of the blue, and that, that was that was a fun little thing there. Um, Speaking of the cold, though, um, as listeners are listening to this now on their mo- Monday morning commute, it is fucking freezing here in the Midwest. Um, and dude, they say that it's supposed to be the coldest part of the northern hemisphere is going to be right over the United States Midwest. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And it's going to be like negative seven when I clock in for work and I, I'm i going to cry. And my tear is going to freeze before it re- leaves my eye. 
It's probably not going to be that bad, but let's be honest, it's going to be fucking cold. But rest assured, it should be getting warmer from there on out, hopefully. I mean, winter, I mean, spring, I should say, is right around the corner. I hope. God knows I need it. Moved to Ohio at a bad time. My f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and fr- but that's the thing, though. February um, is, is when shit really picks up, you know, winter-wise in, in Ohio and shit. It gets super fucking cold. And that's only because the coldest motherfuckers were born in February. You know what I'm saying? My boy P-Tip, I know he'll definitely be feeling that. That's 100% a fact, baby. Um, but yeah, it's been colder than shit, and I don't think... Happy belated, by the way. Weather. Happy belated to my boy Paul. You know what I'm saying? Your, your boys this upcoming Tuesday, the 16th. And then um, another one of our good friends, Chris Mendiata. He's the 21st. So um, we always call this February because, you know, a good majority of our little friend group uh, has birthdays in in February, so yeah, man, pretty crazy. And then the wild thing is, l- last year for my thirty first, I got a bunch of people together to go bowling, and that was like Sport right there, like the last big, big, uh, big event th- that I've been a part of. Because like, yeah, I think two weeks, three weeks later is when when the pandemic struck. It's crazy. It's been a whole year, dude. Isn't that nuts? We're approaching the year mark. Yeah. Wild, very. I mean, because right, right about this time last year is when you were seeing the shit in the news about Wuhan and all that shit, and um, well, probably even earlier than that, probably like the fall of like 2019 when you really start here. But yeah, I think shit started uh, to hit the fan in February and then March. Everything got axed, but crazy man, been a whole year. Yeah, I just. But no, man. Um. But, Good to have you back in Ohio. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, we haven't we haven't got the link up yet. I mean, really, um, you, things are finally starting to you know fall into place for you here now. Um, so hopefully, maybe we'll uh, I'll be able to check out the new house, take a drive out there, and um, you've also been trying some some spots out there, and you know some some mom and pop restaurants, some other places, so. Uh, we're definitely gonna have to get some of your reviews of some some of your surrounding area uh, restaurants and, and and the foods that you've been fucking with. Um, I, I know you've been trying some Pete's places, so uh, I, I'm I looking forward to uh, to getting that. Yeah, well, hey, the floor is yours, my guy. Well, I I mean I tried two local joints so far, um, and the first experience was not as good as the second. And let me tell you why. They're both actually I mean, something about, I guess, like local joints, like, you know, like family owned type deals, like mom, pop type pizza places. They're always like square cut. I'm not a fan of square cut. I don't know why. Um, never was a fan. Just like traditional cut pizza. Easier to eat, I guess. Uh, I mean, you always it's all the same as far as like there's no discrimination between a crust piece and a middle piece. And I don't know. It's it's I guess just. More nostalgic pizza, so I enjoy it better. But with that being said, the two pizza places that I uh, tried uh, was, I believe, Indian's Pizza. That was the second place I tried, Indian's Pizza. And then I had Al's Pizza. Al's Pizza was the first choice. Um, That's a local little shack that's a couple minutes down the road from me. I forgot what I got it for exactly. 
But nonetheless, it was now reflecting, it was about a 6-5 for that pizza. Nothing crazy. Didn't really like it. Lack of flavor in the sauce. Um, and something uh, maybe they didn't just let it set right or settle, but the cheese sliding off type deal. It's just, I don't know. It wasn't, I was in a pizza mood and that pizza was just eh to me. It didn't really satisfy uh, my craving for the pizza. But when I went back, um, and then I tried another local joint, uh, by the name of Indians Pizza, I believe here in Troy, that Pizza was actually really fucking good. Same cut, square cut, and actually it made me like square cut pizza. Favor. Nah, maybe not my favorite slice because I know, Bobby, it's your favorite slice. Uh, the whole, you know, uh, Detroit style and um, all that jazz. But I'm now leaning towards the whole, I don't mind if it's square cut now. As opposed to, no, just go classic, traditional, nostalgic. I don't mind if it's square cut now because that was uh, a really good pizza and the best pizza in town. Now I have a place to go to um, when I'm like feeling for pizza. I know where I'm going to get my pizza, and that's at Indians Pizza here in uh, Pleasant Hill, Ohio, which is basically in Troy. It's like a suburb of Troy. But uh, nonetheless, best pizza in town where I now live. Did I give a rating on that? When, yeah. Okay. Um, when you... Uh had initially said that uh, you don't fuck with Detroit style, man. That 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 took me by surprise. That pissed me off a little bit because, uh, as many people have known, I've been waving the Detroit style pizza flag so hard on this show and all my socials. Really, um, I, I I couldn't believe it. But there's there's a lot out there you need to try still. Um, Especially if you ever make your way actually to Detroit, you know that you're obviously going to get uh, the, the high qual shit and uh, Little Caesars. Man, people people scoff at it, laugh at it, but their Detroit style pizza absolutely bangs. I love it. I love love the little fucking golden brown crispy edges. Fantastic shit, man. But yeah, dude, Little Caesars is highly underrated in my opinion i mean people just scoff at it because they just they're the go-to for your like you know quick five dollar hot and ready type pizzas but even their five dollar hot and ready pizzas in in my opinion are better than uh some if not most uh specialty pizzas at these other joints 100 percent um the hot and rays are trash i hate them i think they're they're you know they're fucking cardboard with pizza sauce and cheese but hey, man, like I always say, if, if you got fucking, you know, a um, $5, you know, sitting in your pocket, you know, that's that's a pretty good, uh, you know, deal quantity-wise. You know, get a large pizza, pepperoni, um, you know, it ain't terrible. But I'm excited to get, to, to get the food reviews going as well. That's always been a, a very key component to, to TSP. And uh, now that D-Lo is... Uh, in a new area, you know, there's gonna be plenty of places to try. And tomorrow, uh, Saturday, I'm I'm making my way out to to Cleveland. I'm doing a little early, uh, you know, birthday celebration um, with uh, with Tori, and uh, we're gonna go uh, just do a little day trip, and um, I'm gonna have a um, midday lunch. It'll probably be, end up being probably my fucking dinner too, because I'm. You boys gonna go hard, but 
uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to uh, the Cheesecake Factory for the first time in my life. Um, heard very, uh, very good things about that place by a lot of people. Um, you've spoke about it. Um, our boy, uh, our boy Tommy, who's been on twice, uh, he he was on here talking about some uh, some some of the things he liked about it, and um, I made a post asking people about what what apps, entrees, and and cheesecakes and whatnot to, to fuck with, and you know I got I got smashed with with a with a bunch of stuff, and uh, even got a couple text messages too. Shout out to uh, to the bump man, he hit me with some some great uh, recommendations, so I got to. Uh, Jot some of those down and, and, you know, think about what, uh, what I'm going to be feeling, you know, that, that could change by, by tomorrow and then kind of make a decision. And then after that, your boy, and, 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 uh, this is how I do, you know, uh, some people like to, uh, you know, have a, have a party. Well, I guess you can't really have parties right now. I mean, last year I was able to kind of do whatever I wanted this year. I guess I'm, I'm a little more limited. So, um, after we eat, we're gonna go, I guess, in Cleveland. Uh, they are home to the world's largest candy store, so that's gonna be pretty interesting to see. They say they've got a bunch of, uh, you know, um, the candies that you see in stores today. They got retro shit. They, you know, it's pretty hard to find. Um, they have a soda shop, whatever the fuck that means, um, and and a whole bunch of shit. So you know, your boy loves him some candy. I'm gonna be looking for some sour shit. Hopefully some shit I've never uh, tried before, and uh, then I'll be back back in Toledo by uh, by nighttime. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun little day. Um, I need just, you. Just I need to bring out. Out. like two to three candies you've never ever seen before, if you can. Um, and if so, that's the plan, absolutely. Like live reviews, live review on a, on an episode. No, that's absolutely the, uh, the plan. I, I I like that too. Yeah, I can I can do that. I'm gonna get some shit. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the nostalgic shit is. I feel like I'm gonna run into some stuff that I had as a kid that I haven't seen in in decades, and um, you know I'm, I'm excited to hopefully find some of that stuff. But yeah, also some shit I've never tried before. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, keep my eyes out, but it's gonna be fun, man. It, obviously, it's always great to be be in the land, as you know. Uh, it's probably the first time I've been down there in a couple years, I think, since the last Browns game I went to. So um excited to be back in there and, and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun. So and then Sunday is uh Valentine's Day. So uh you know, be chilling. Your boy your boy uh set himself up for a nice four day birthday weekend. So very excited about that. Don't gotta go to, back to work till Wednesday. Very, very stoked about that. Yeah, yeah. And what day is it again on Sunday? Uh, the B day is Tuesday. Tuesday. B day Tuesday, Valentine's Day on Sunday. That's right, Valentine's Day on Sunday. It's gonna be a day of a lot conception. Yeah, I seen a um a picture that this dude that I work with posted. That I don't know. I just thought it was funny because I'm a jackass, but it said uh, "Happy Allentine's A," and it said, uh, "And this is for the people that won't get any V or D on Sunday." <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was funny, but hey, you might get some A. I guess there's A in Allentine. There you go. Don't knock it till you try. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, while I'm thinking about it, speaking of some A, V and D, um, what are your horny levels these days, Dylan? I, I feel like some people might be interested to know have they uh, gone down, gone up, stayed the same in the last twelve weeks? Um, God, man, I'd say it, I'm I'm pretty, you know, I'm status quo with, when it comes to my my horny levels. I I mean, I don't really waver. Um, uh, solid seven and a half, eight. Basically, on average, should we do? Um, should we just do before we before we uh, cap this? Should I just do a quick, quick uh, call to, to James just to ask him what his horny level is, real quick? Absolutely, I love to okay. know. I feel like you know before uh, hey, before could you be call, high. Before you call, we can we'll, we'll we'll have to like place a little wager here on the over under of his horny levels. What's the over under? I'm placing. Uh, I'm gonna say over under is going to be seven point seven. Seven point seven. So you think he's going to? He's he's not going to give a flat number. He's going to give like a percent or like a decimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll take the I'll take the over. <laughs> yeah, I think I will too. Let's see what he says. Maybe this will be a, a weekly segment. Four, one, no. Wow, nothing gets more flaccid than that. But anyways, um, I do like that idea of uh, kind of getting that as a segment, not only just for maybe him, but the listeners. Bring it on, baby. What are your horny levels out there? Let's hear them. Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, we'll definitely we'll, we'll bring him in, and then obviously we always got to have uh, – I feel like James involved because he's going to have plenty of shit to say. I, I really wish you would answer there because – he hasn't even been on the very funny as always. And I'm going to try again to try to get him on the show. We, we came close season three, but this motherfucker doesn't have any kind of technological fucking um, items in his home other than his fucking cell phone. So I might just have to pack up my shit and either have him come here, maybe go, you know, over his spot, you know, to, to get a a recording session in. But I'm going to look into this whole roadcaster thing. Um, anyone out there that's listening at this particular moment, an hour into this episode, a season four premiere, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, uh, you know, sticking with us through this episode. But if you have any idea what the Roadcaster Pro is, if you had any, uh, or even if it's not that device in itself, the mixer itself, but maybe a software that you can get online to download, um, onto the laptop, computer, etc., let us know, um, at Talking Shop Pod, or you can get us at, uh, um, on our own personal, uh, social medias or, even email. That's right. Talking shop podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, just hit us up with that. If you have any ideas or you ran into that kind of same situation on trying to get phone calls where we both can hear it, both talk, both all that kind of stuff. So it's, just, it's, it's much more convenient than calling on speaker, holding your phone up to the mic. You know, that's season one and two type stuff or season four, baby. Let's go. We, we, we got, we got this. We'll figure it out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, 
Yeah, I got to add a few more things, jot it down, but I think, you know, we'll, we'll put a cap on this one. Nice uh, hour, hour episode, you know, back in the mix. Feel, felt great uh, to be back in the airs, man, uh, the airwaves, I guess you'd say. Um, and, and you know, from now on, you're going to hear us every Monday. Every Monday, um, you know, midnight, you'll, you'll be hearing the, the latest episode. Next week, as of now, you know, knock on wood, as I will, um, we have a tremendous uh, guest to, to start out the season. Uh, a family friend of mine. Um, some of you will know her as Simone Eli, um, but uh, she is uh, this is Simone Sessions, and uh, she's from the Genoa, Ohio area, and um, she's into like um, sports media. And uh, she was actually a college basketball player at uh, BGSU, and we're getting into a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, she lives down south, you know. She does uh, a lot of stuff with uh, Alabama and stuff, so. Uh, we'll have to get into that. You know her thoughts on, on Ohio State. She's always very, uh, very opinionated on the Bucks. So I'm sure we'll have a couple of debates. Of course, we'll be getting into some some food talk. But I'm very excited about that. So hopefully, she uh, she can uh, make it happen. As of now, she said she's all good. So fingers crossed. But um, D'Lo, we're back, baby. Feels great. Um, it's awesome to. Uh, be able to come on here and talk some shit with you again and uh, i'm very glad you're back in ohio and um i'm excited for things to come man take us out yes sir yes sir indeed it is great to be back and like lebron said i'm coming home and i came home not all the way home but you know reasonable a lot better than 16 hours 90 minutes i'll take that it has been much much better uh commuting uh, back in toledo area to see some friends and family uh, and much better than kind of planning out months in advance trying to get plane tickets especially this day and age with the pandemic going on it's just craziness um so just to drive is much easier on not only me and jen but just the kids to see their grandparents and uh, make friends as well with uh ian's family and daughter so season four baby let's go episode 100 a couple weeks away stay tuned for that thank you all for tuning in uh, we didn't get to that email unfortunately uh, but it's okay because i'm going to open up the next week with that email and uh, a little bit of explanation of what we received and we'll see what has to come and it might affect the uh, talking shop going forward so we'll stay tuned for that stay tuned for next monday but from myself bobby and all of you beautiful people that have survived 2020. Welcome to 2021 and season four of Talking Shop. Have a blessed week. Wow, nothing gets more flaccid than that.